Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. I am your mayor of PHNX and I'm joined by my vice mayor, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. The Diamondbacks are an above 500 baseball team, Derek. I have no idea what is going on with this team, Jesse, but <laughs> it has been incredibly fun to watch and uh, more than anything, games like games themselves, I, I I don't know. I The fact that this team seems to be able to win in so many different ways and never really be out of these games has made this season already exponentially more fun to watch than it was last year. But uh, yeah. we'll get to that as, as well as so much other uh, stuff we have to talk about. Before we move on, I wanted to let everybody know this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX, and you will get $150 in free bets for making a $5 bet on any NBA team to win their game in the third round of the NBA playoffs. That is, once again, a $5 bet for new customers to bet on any team to win, and you will get $150 in free bets if they do. Before we move on and talk about sports and things that distract us from how terrible sometimes life can be, uh, I wouldn't feel right without addressing uh, the shooting in Texas that we all saw happen and uh, how there are parents of at least 19 children uh, from yesterday who will not have their children's coming children coming home to them. Uh, it's it's absolutely awful, and as again, as a parent, uh, I, I can't. It's my worst nightmare, um, not only for myself but for any parent to have to experience. Uh, I'm I'm at a loss for words as far as what what we need to do in this country in order to ensure things like this don't happen. But my heart goes out to every single person affected by this tragedy, and uh, I just. Again, Jesse, I, I I can't imagine something like this happening, and um, I, I I'm just heartbroken. It's really, yeah. I mean, obviously, this is something that happens in the U.S. far, far too often. I think that's right. something that everyone everyone can agree on. Um, and yeah, you know, just seeing you know seeing some of the the pictures of of the kids come out, you know, just like the the last family photo or or whatever it was. It's just it's really really it really, really hits home once you actually see, you know, 
what these kids actually look like. You have their names, you see what they look like and, you know, it just brings it to life that much more. And, and like you said, yeah, I mean, those parents, they didn't have those kids coming home to them, um, on, on a Tuesday night. And, and yeah, it's, you know, it's happened far, far too often in the U S and like you said, it's hard to know. Um, well, maybe it's not hard, I guess, depending on who you talk to, uh, you know, what can be done from here in order to yeah. avoid things like yeah. this, but, but it's, it's clear that if you know, anything will be done, it's hard to know if this yes. will be just another, uh, tragedy that we become numb to and move on from, uh, right. Right. It's, I think that's the worst part is we do, we, we're so reactionary in this com in this country to bad things happening. Right. Um, you know, we, we have a stoplight that a lot of accidents happen at a lot of fatalities and we change the lights. We change the way the lanes are in that, that intersection. We do something about it. This yeah. goes the same with anything in life where we come across something that is causing uh, pain. It's causing deaths. It's causing, um, you know, all of this uh, suffering to happen. And uh, it seems like we don't do anything about it when it comes to gun violence. I, I hate the fact that in in today's day and age, we can't have open conversations about it without things like that becoming political because it really does, uh, doesn't become political for me. It, it simply becomes a thing of looking at what other countries in the world, countries that have been around longer than we have, uh, have done with, with guns and weapons and um, the way it's improved things for them. And, you know, again, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, completely be free of bad people doing bad things, unfortunately. Right. But, um, the way that, that these uh, mass shootings happen lately. So, so often, so frequently, um, yeah, you know, is, is really the thing that is just unbelievable. And honestly, it's unacceptable. You know, we, we just, we need to do something about it. Yeah. I, 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 wish I could say I, I apologize for starting the podcast off on such a, a downer, but it's the reality of the situation. And unfortunately it's a discussion we need to have more often and not just move on. Sports is a way for us to distract ourselves from things like this. I'm sure there's a lot of people yeah, uh, that are upset about this, that are probably going to turn to sports in order to just kind of, you know, use it as a way to forget. And I, I hope that even if we use it as a way to distract ourselves, uh, we don't forget. We can't, we cannot forget about this type of thing happening and we can't stop trying to make sure that it doesn't ever happen again. Um, these are, these are innocent people, man, doing, doing the things that, that people shouldn't have to be scared to do, uh, shopping in a supermarket, going to yeah. church, yeah. going to school. This is awful. I mean, there used to be, even for terrible people, somewhat of a code of conduct, you know, um, areas where, you know, even if you were the worst kind of human being, you still wouldn't think of violating certain areas. You know, it's almost like as stupid as it sounds like the unwritten rules of baseball, we kind of had like, hey, you know, these, even if you're going to commit a terrible tragedy, let's kind of keep innocent people out of it. And that's yeah, sure. over the last 10 years that's gone out of the, out of the window in this country. So mm. um, let's just, let's try to do something about it to not, not forget. Uh, but moving on, we'll try our best to 
uh, talk about our favorite baseball team. And that's what we can do now because uh, they're, they've been pretty good. Jesse, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks complete the two game sweep of the Kansas city Royals. And they did it in a pretty un diamondbacks like fashion. I would say this season, the one thing I've been very impressed about this team is we've said in the past when they were struggling early in the season, that all the components weren't working right. Right. Like all the, all the gears weren't turning in the right direction at the right time for this team. Now it seems like even if one gear isn't working well, some other gears work better to comp overcompensate, right? We're seeing offense now being picking this team up. We're seeing uh, this team be able to generate offense in a way that they weren't able to early in the season. More importantly, the starting pitching hasn't been great as of late, like it was earlier. And the offense has been able to overcome some deficits and bring this team back from, from being down after starting pitching wasn't solid. I mean, Zach Gallen entered this start having allowed five earned runs all season uh, in seven starts, I think it was. Correct. And then in his eighth start, he allowed six runs. Uh, so it's crazy how, how this works. Baseball is crazy. Baseball is crazy. <laughs> and against the Kansas City Royals, no less, which is, right. you know, right. probably the lightest hitting team he's he's faced all year. So pretty pretty odd how how things worked out here but um but yeah the bullpen picked him up for the most part um i guess joe mantiply gave up a, a two-run single that allowed his um his his the two guys he left on base to score um but i mean that was just a chopper up the middle there's not really a whole lot anyone could do about that so um so yeah the bullpen was really good in this one three and two thirds innings two hits one walk three strikeouts uh no runs no real drama uh, which was which was good to see uh, yeah. Ian Kennedy and Mark Melanson. We haven't been able to say this much um, too many times this year, but uh, you know, scoreless eighth and a scoreless ninth. That was that was really good to see. I thought Mark Melanson's stuff looked a little bit better in this game. Yes, yeah, he was he was hitting ninety three, and his yeah. cutter was his cutter was moving. It was moving. Yeah, it was, and I think I think his his curveball placement is, is still. Um, that might be one last thing that hasn't quite come back for him yet. It seems yeah. like he's leaving the curveball up a little yes. bit more than he wants to. He probably wants to. It's kind of like he can either throw it pretty square down the middle of the strike zone or he can bury it in the dirt. But he, yeah. he hasn't had a whole lot of like the middle ground where it's like just below the bottom of the zone. Right. Um, and, the, and the pitch shape, I, I'm uh, the pitch shape isn't great when it comes to his curveball because when they're showing yeah. it on, you know, on replay, like you said, you can really see it not breaking as much as it should, and it's not breaking out of the zone. You know, like if right. if a if a player was sitting on his curveball, that that last night would have been a dangerous pitch because it was right, right. landed pretty dead in the zone. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's spot on. Um, but yeah, I mean the the offense just just. I mean, it, it, there's just this never say die mentality where yeah. if the Diamondbacks are down by two runs, three runs, it doesn't really matter. I think I think fans have this sense that like they're they're in the game. I mean, they're always in the game. It feels like. I mean, I guess if you bury them by eight or ten runs early on, maybe maybe that's enough to shut the door. But <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, you know, a six three six three deficit, and then. Um, and then Jordan Luplo comes comes off the bench against uh, Taylor Clark, former Diamondback, of course, former who, was, who was on the mound 
for for that moment. And yeah, Jordan Luplo did what he's done a lot this year. I mean, Jordan Luplo is hitting a buck seventy five this year. He hasn't had that great of a season, but right. the man has had some some dramatic home runs, some dramatic late game extra base hits, and that's just another one. And then you know, Dalton Varsho gets on base, and Paven Smith hits a two run shot, and suddenly the Diamondbacks you know, turn a six, three deficit into an eight, six lead. And, and Zach Allen's off the hook and, and the bullpen took care of the rest. The nice part about that was, and no offense to him as a person, because I liked him very much when he was here, but seeing Taylor Clark come in the game and kind of having that feeling that things could go to the diamondbacks way, because we are very familiar with Taylor Clark. Uh, and unfortunately for Clark, it went the way that things have gone for him in the past when he was a member of the Diamondbacks. So it was nice to be on this side of that. And I agree with what you're saying. The bullpen was uh, worked exactly like it should. The, I think the only, the, the probably, probably only part of the bullpen that I was surprised about was they brought Joe Mantiply in to try to get Zach Gallen out relatively unscathed, uh, uh, not unscathed, but get out of the inning that he was in. I think it was the sixth. And uh, Joe Mantiply gave up a hit and a couple of runs that weren't charged to him still. But, uh, you know, again, uh, not not a very Joe Mantiply-like outing. But you can't expect these relievers to come out and get everybody out of every jam all the time without giving a run up. The beautiful part about it is that the Diamondbacks ended up, like you said, um, being able to overcome that deficit, still come back late and win the game. Um, the Diamondbacks have been very impressive when it comes to home runs, by the way, Jesse. The Diamondbacks, yeah. 34 home runs since May 1st lead the National League. Wow. So that's almost wanna... that's almost scary because it's like, okay, is that is that, you know, the Diamondbacks have been pretty good in that in that stretch. Does that mean that this whole thing is not particularly sustainable if See, the Diamondbacks are leading the league in homers in order we're, to, in order to we're always looking for that, right? And it, it was what we were looking for with starting pitching. And unfortunately, starting pitching did come back to earth like we kind of thought it might. We knew it wasn't going to stay at a point where Zach Gallon was going to have a 1.14 ERA all season long, right? Yeah. He came into this game, Zach Gallon, speaking of which, he was one of two pitchers in Major League Baseball this season with fewer than three hits allowed in five-plus starts this season. Wow. So this game fell apart and that that's all over now. But the yeah. bigger the bigger point is that when even when Zach Gallen wasn't sharp, the Diamondbacks offense and the bullpen was able to pick them up and uh you know bring them to this point. And it was it's just incredible to see because again, I know that we've been very excited about this team's potential this year, but now sitting at they are one game over five hundred here at 45 games into the season, Jesse, they're they're at, at 23 games. They've almost already reached half of their win total from last season, right? When they get to 30, yeah. they'll be over halfway point. And honestly, they could have 30 uh, by June 5th, you know? So I, I don't know what's going on with this team. It's just fun to watch. And of course, we're writing about this team. We're covering this team all season long. We hope you guys enjoy it, and we hope you join us over at gophnx.com. Uh, Jesse has an amazing article dropping today on our friend Joe Mantiply, who we had on the show this week. Uh, make sure to check that out, as well as all of the other amazing writing from our uh, our folks here at PHNX, because they do some incredible things. If you haven't signed up for a membership already, you can sign up for an annual membership, and you will get a free T-shirt from the phnxlocker.com. 
you can't see the one I'm wearing right now, but it is glorious. And of course it's, it's, it's my favorite shirt. So you can get it over at gophnx.com for that membership. And then you'll get your free t-shirt of your choosing at phnxlocker.com. Uh, you can also get a month to month option, which will give you your first month for just 50 cents, no free t-shirt on that one, but you will get the option to have members only discounts. All members get members only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. All members get access to our members only discord, uh, as well as again, the wonderful writing from our team at go phnx. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to do so, please check us up, uh, check us out and sign up for a membership. Uh, if you, if you're interested, we'd love to have you here as part of our family, uh, going back to the diamondbacks and what they were able to do. I, uh, we talked about pouncing on some of these teams, you know, and again, not to take anything away from uh, Zach Granke and, and the Kansas City Royals, because uh, it's very fun to play uh, Zach Granke, of all people. He <laughs> Zach Granke was striking people out with a 70 mile an hour pitch the other day. It was wild. It was amazing. Zach Granke is the I mean, now he really is the quintessential example of not having his stuff anymore, but still being effective as a pitcher, even though he wasn't great. He gave up a whole bunch of runs and uh, the Diamondbacks sweep the series. It was still fun to see Zach Granke out there. It was, it was. Yeah. I, and I think a lot of, a lot of fans enjoyed seeing Zach Granke pitch, not particularly well <laughs> in his, in his return to chase field. The Diamondbacks were pretty much <laughs> all over him from the pretty, yeah, they were pretty much all over him from the beginning. I think he only lasted three and two thirds and his pitch count was, was super, super high. So uh, all in all, it wasn't a, wasn't a great outing for him, but uh, there were a lot of former Diamondbacks in this series. I hadn't, I hadn't realized how many former Diamondbacks the Royals have. We saw yeah. Granky, we saw Matt Peacock, we saw Yoel Piamps, who was a reliever for the Diamondbacks uh, a couple years ago, uh, Taylor Clark. We even saw Gabe Spire pitch in the game yesterday, who for, for people who don't know, I know I'm bringing back, uh, I'm, I might make people have, have nightmares by saying this, but <laughs> the Diamondbacks acquired Gabe Spire along with Shelby Miller. Uh, oh, back in back in 2015, the and the then thing. and then they traded Gabe Spire back to uh, the Royals. I guess not back, but they traded him to the Royals uh, for John Jay in 2018 when the D backs were uh, were trying to push in their chips at that trade deadline. So uh, yeah, Spire's moved out moved around a lot uh, despite being in in. I'm not sure if this is his rookie season or he certainly hasn't been in the big leagues for very long, but yeah, a lot of former diamondbacks in the series. And I don't know if any of them were really all that impressive at the end of the day. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if those were the roster moves you wanted to make, uh, taking guys from a team like the D backs that had uh, a very bad bullpen and adding them to your pen. Uh, definitely not the yeah. recipe in my eyes. I mean, or- Spire wasn't a, he wasn't a major leaguer at the time, but I, I don't think he was a particularly highly touted prospect at the time either, but you probably sure. weren't going to get much if you're the Royals when you're trading a guy like John Jay. So it wasn't, uh, you know, not a whole lot of value going either direction there. Speaking of the bullpen, here's something a little fascinating. Ian Kennedy, Joe Mantiply, and Noe Ramirez lead the National League with 20 games each, along yeah. with Scott Efrost from the Chicago Cubs. I'm pretty sure I'm not mispronouncing his name, but I think it's Efros. I want Efros. Yeah, that Efros yeah. sounds more correct. But uh, yeah, the Diamondbacks are now five and one in their last six games and nine and four in their last twelve. Uh, they had the uh, 
little bit of history. The other day, they tied a major league record when playing the Royals for the most uh, combined first inning home runs in history, along with uh, about, let's see, six other, five other games historically that have happened uh, across Major League Baseball in history to have five home runs in the first inning. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that there's never been six combined home runs. It is. It is. That, that didn't strike me as, you know, sometimes like a, like a unusual thing will happen in a baseball game and then, you know, someone will do the research and, and, and expose how unusual that thing was. I didn't expect a five homer inning to be that unusual because I mean, we see we see multi home run innings all the time in baseball. That's Correct. not that's not that uncommon. And for I mean, for you basically just need both teams to have a big home run inning at once. And, and that just I mean, that's not going to happen often. But we've been playing baseball for hundreds of years at this yeah. point. I mean, yeah. for that one of, one of the games dates back to July third, nineteen sixty seven. It's a Cubs and a Braves game. One of the okay. games dates back to nineteen seventy seven between the Reds and the Cubs. The Reds, the Reds and the Cubs have been involved in a lot of these games. Uh, 1994, Reds and Braves. 2016, Astros and Orioles. 2021, Braves and Cubs. So it's like mm. Braves, Cubs, and Reds have been involved in uh, almost uh, four, three out of the five games. It's crazy. It's or still, four yeah. Out, four, it's... four out of the six. Four out of the six. It's wild. Um, and speaking of a lot of home runs, Christian Walker, uh, his seven home runs in May, are tied for his most in a month in his entire career. Um, and when we talk about those weird stats, right, he had four home runs uh, consecutively at Dodger Stadium. And again, he was tied for the most in history. Nobody's ever hit five home runs consecutively at Dodger Stadium. So I found that to be kind of a similar stat as the one we were just talking about with the first inning home runs. It's just it's just yeah. a bit odd. doesn't seem like very much, especially considering sometimes sure. guys come in uh, really hot uh, on a series like that. But uh, speaking of the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks start tomorrow a f- another four game series with them. Can we can we please stop playing four game series against the Dodgers? I just yeah, it's just a personal <laughs> request of mine. But uh, again, I don't I don't know if we're gonna hype it up as much this time as we did the last one, Jesse, because I feel like. <laughs> Uh, that, that was the test and they failed. Maybe they're retaking the test now with another four. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, the results are still going to be inconclusive to me, regardless of the, uh, outcome of this series. The only thing the diamondbacks really could do that would just shock me and make my eyeballs pop out of my head is sweep the Dodgers. <laughs> I mean, really any, even if they split the series or win it at this point with the role they're on, I'm not. Not only am I not getting overly excited about a series win, sure. you know, I'm not, I'm not still saying that they're ready to compete with the Dodgers. It would be great, but if they could sweep the Dodgers in four games at home and kind of get back some of that, you know, some of from being swept a, a few weeks ago, uh, it would, I think it would just be huge for this team. I, I don't see it happening, but it's the only thing left <laughs> that could surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. I probably wouldn't be, um, you know, preparing, my reaction to a diamondback sweep just yet. It, it probably is not <laughs> going to happen, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you want to win, you want to win one out of the four games and as bleak as that is to say, yeah, as like a goal that really is, 
kind of what you're expecting. I mean, the Dodgers are 29 and 13 this season. Oh, they've scored so much. They've scored right. way more runs than any team in baseball. They're on their own. I mean, they've scored 236 runs this year. The next highest team is the New York Mets who have 219. And they're also and then, a very good team that's producing a lot of runs as well. Yeah, and and then on the flip side, the Dodgers have allowed 134 runs, Ugh. which is way less than any <laughs> team in baseball that's except crazy. for I guess the Yankees are at 140. So that would be that would be the closest next team. But but I mean they're the best at, they score the most runs, Derek, and they allow fewer runs than everyone else. I mean it's 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 absurd what the Dodgers are doing and and to all the Dodgers fans who I have the unfortunate privilege of following on Twitter. Um, they're always they're always complaining about you know I don't I don't think this Dodgers team has it. They look like the Dodgers of old. That, you know they're, they're not fundamentally sound, and it's, it's an hard. of riches is really what it is, right? Even even as a journalist, it, it it's just it's just embarrassing to see a to see a a fan base so unaware. Of what it is that they're watching. I mean, I know, you know, maybe they've had their their issues defensively at times. They've made their little mistakes. But I mean, come on, when you're 29 and 13 and plus 102 after 42 games, <laughs> plus, plus 102, they are plus, plus 102. 100. Yeah, the next the next best run differential in baseball is plus 66. And after that, backs that from run differential. They're at minus 16. So they're oh, still they're almost there. It doesn't feel like they should there, be yeah. minus like that, right? They've had some big blowout losses, though, I think. That yeah, very... they've had a few big blowout losses, and, and almost all of their wins have been have by been one like or two one, runs. One one or two runs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's crazy to me. It really is. Um, at least they're 20, at least they're 23 and 22, and we'll take that. But you're right, Jesse. Expectations change so quickly depending on your team, right? We've talked about the expectations just making your head spin with this team this season because we don't know this team's identity yet, right? Like, honestly, it's not to say we, we've we've talked about this team being fun to watch endlessly, right? Surprising, overachieving, all of these words. We still have no idea what and who this team is, right? The starting pitching has been so all over the map. Uh, bullpen has been getting better and more consistent, but it was easily... Uh, an Achilles heel early on and you just still don't know if you're going to get seven home runs in a game or nothing out of this offense right the one thing that Dodgers have going for them is that everything is working for them and if you know like Walker Bueller didn't have a great outing against the Diamondbacks but the offense picked him up and the Diamondbacks still end up losing against a guy that isn't doesn't have his best stuff on on a single day right? That's the part about the Dodgers, but expectations change so rapidly, Jesse. I mean, I think about the Phoenix Suns and how quickly this team went from being, you know, a a 19 win team to being the best team in the NBA. And now we, as fans, we're not satisfied with them just winning games. We're not satisfied with them being the number one team. And as far as their record goes at the end of the year, we wanted a championship. And anything less than a Phoenix Suns championship for us was a failure. And that's the point I think Dodgers fans are at, where they've been the best team in baseball. They've had the best record. They've won the National League West. None of that matters to them because 
those victories are things that they've been able to get regularly and consistently. The thing they haven't been able to get is that World Series. They have that one World Series title in this last 12-year span where they've been one of the best teams, if not the best team in baseball, and it's unsatisfying for them. And I get it because we said, looking back on how good the Dodgers have been in that time frame, they should probably have three World Series, it feels like. I mean, the math doesn't even seem to check out on on how many times they've lost, not to mention the one World Series that they have has that damn asterisk by it because of it being, you know, in a lot of people's minds because because of it being the season. <laughs> At least in the in the minds of Diamondbacks fans, it's that's right. Yeah, I don't man. know. I don't Just know. Like in the minds of a lot of people's fan, uh, a lot of people mind uh, Madison Bumgarner didn't throw a no hitter last year, Jesse, but I know he did. Uh, anyway, but the Dom- Diamondbacks definitely uh, aren't. <laughs> uh, let's let's do this. Let's all go out and get some OGs gummies and get ready for this series to start on Thursday because I think we're going to need them. Um, stop by your local dispensary, grab some amazing scratch made THC gummies from our friends at OGs and just put them in a safe spot, a safe drawer where no one else can get to them. You know where they're at. Um, and just in case, because, uh, this four game series kicks off with Humberto Castellanos on the mound, not exactly the Diamondback's strongest foot going out there against the Dodgers, but we'll see what we can do. Uh, go to your dispensary though. Get yourself some OGs gummies. They have them in a variety of of uh dosages you can get a 10 milligram dose you can get a three milligram micro dose um you know remember remember what derek says you 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 can't untake it so once you buy your ticket you're taking the ride uh try to go slow figure out your dosage and then enjoy yourself some of uh you know maybe the best sleep that you've ever had in your life uh they have a variety of wonderful flavors like blackberries and cream watermelon orange uh sickle Orange creamsicle, excuse me, um, as well as uh, fruit punch and all sorts of wonderful varieties. Uh, I really like the pina colada, by the way. They're delicious. Uh, they're perfect if you're in the mood for an uplifting sativa or a chill indica. If you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OG's near you. And I think we might be having to do some OG's performances to forget maybe this weekend after this series. But I am being way too negative right now when it comes to the Diamondbacks because they deserve better. The Diamondbacks have overachieved. Going into yesterday's game, Jesse, the Diamondbacks had achieved perfect balance. 44 games into the season, they were 22-22 and 22 and 11-11 on the road and 11-11 at home. You love to see it. You love to see it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a math teacher. I love I love me a good palindrome, Derek. Sure, so, so it was a great it was a great day yesterday. Well, but I will say this, right? Like honestly, as, as, even as just kind of a joke, it, it it is a great example of how balanced this team has been, right? And I say balanced because you got this tipping scale where it's like all of a sudden the starting pitching starts to go down and then like there's some weight added over here to the uh, offense that kind of evens the scales out and tips yeah, it back in the right, right direction for this right team. it really that's so true the timing has been perfect like the offense woke up sort of just in time for the you know to, to be able to overcome what's happened to the starting pitching which is you know it's certainly taken a step back over the last few weeks but the offense is has responded and you know is scoring six seven eight runs it feels like with regularity at this point so i want to uh mention quickly you i think you talked about peralta earlier and how he has eight home runs on the season now he had seven all of last year it's also the situation for christian walker who had i believe has 11 home runs uh this season compared to 10 all of last season so 
we're talking about, I mean, it's May 25th, Derek, and and two of the Diamondbacks, you know, main offensive pieces have already hit more home runs this year than they did last year. And let's let's talk about some of the other pieces really that the Diamondbacks have acquired from other teams really working out too. You talk about those guys. I know he doesn't have the best batting average, but Jordan Luplo continues to just have really timely hits. I mean, he yeah. that dude is clutch. And he I feel like as long as he is available and can come into this game either as a pinch hitter or, you know, to to start in the outfield, he gives us team a chance to win he has some very some great hits could tell Marte by the way has really come back around too I mean when you talk about consistency what we wanted to see was Cattell hitting regularly and Cattell has been excellent um it, it yesterday he had his uh seventh straight game with a hit he hit safe safely in seven straight games um currently with uh I know this is 435 clip uh I think he's even higher than that uh in those seven games um, it's just wild. And Dalton Varsho also hit sa- uh, uh, safely in eight straight games. So the consistency is just there. And Dalton Varsho, don't even get me started. That guy has all the yeah. tools. He has all the tools, Jesse. Uh, <laughs> he hit a home run. He hit his eighth home run last season and has easily been the Diamondbacks' most consistent batter, you know, by far, besides yeah. Alan Thomas, which again, you fucking love to see it. It's the young guys doing it for this team. Dalton Varsho now has eight home runs on the season, 268 batting average, and an 827 OPS. Yeah. I mean, Varsho, he, he might he might wind up in the all-star game somehow, right. <laughs> Derek. I I mean, there it'll be interesting to see, obviously, the position-wise, it's a little confusing with him because he's catching so much now. So I don't know. I don't know what that'll that'll look like. Sure. Probably getting a little ahead of ourselves there, but um, but yeah, I mean, eight homers, twenty one RBIs. He's slugging four ninety. He's slugging almost five hundred, which is which is impressive. I mean, for a guy who's who's um who's played as good of a center field as he has, his throw yesterday to nab, I think it was Whit Merrifield. Yeah. Uh, the Diamondbacks converted a strike him out, throw him out. Yes. That was a huge moment in the game and an excellent throw. I mean, it was right. on the money from Dalton Varsho to, to get him at second base. Um, could tell Marte, by the way, hitting 252 now. So with two hits yesterday, just again, I mean, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing these guys come back around offensively. Um, we're seeing consistently uh, throughout the lineup. So, and, and honestly, I think more than anything, we talk about all the tools. I feel like the Diamondbacks have displayed that they have the ability to put this all together. I mean, they, they've had some solid performances out of the pen. They've whittled it down to the point where they know who they can rely on, despite the fact that fans don't want to see uh, Mark Melanson out there in the save, situ- you know, in save situations. But it was his 10th save yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what people have said is accurate. In the games that have been not, not save situations, he's been a disaster. And in, in the games that have been save situations, he's been pretty much steady the whole way so guess i, I still saw, think though. guess what we saw we saw joe mantiply in the ninth inning we saw joe mantiply come in for this team in the ninth inning i think it was against the cubs uh regardless though it was a non-save situation tori lavolo sure. has said in the past that the ninth inning belongs to mark melanson and he even made it sound like it belongs to him regardless of the situation if they're trying not unless they're being blown out and there's not really much hope it sounds like Mark Melanson is going to come in even in a one run deficit kind of situation 
and try to hold this game close, right? Well, maybe that's not the answer. And maybe Lavallo's yeah. softened a bit on that stance. I, I, I've said in the past, I don't like the closer uh, setup man situation just because I think it ties the hands of the manager to not actually yeah. play it, you know, uh, based on the situation, right? Based on maybe a righty on righty matchup or lefty on lefty match, you know, like one of those kind of matchups, like maybe playing it differently, maybe having a different guy out there who is just really dialed in in the moment. You're going to constantly go to the same two guys for those two innings, right? Those are two yeah. veteran guys to, that are good to go to. But as we've seen, uh, neither one of them have the best stuff, right? So the Diamondbacks, uh, again, they're just they're they're getting uh, getting getting what they needed to out of these guys, and uh, it's working for right now. I know shit hasn't been great, and I know Mark Melanson hasn't been outstanding, but I think what we're gonna see Jesse by the end of the season is Mark Melanson have a huge pile of saves and we're going to look back on it similar to the Fernando Rodney year where it Could constantly be. felt yeah. you constantly felt uncomfortable there weren't many games where you know he'd go out there to save and you're like this is a lock now Rodney's out there right it's it's the same <laughs> thing with Melanson but I wouldn't be surprised to see Mark Melanson have 40 saves by the end of the season yeah I mean Based on based on the stuff that I saw him display yesterday, he really is starting to look more like himself. And and Mark Melanson at this point, like his usual self is a very, very good closer. I mean, we've seen him be a good closer in this league for a number of years now. And so if he you know, if he's able to start landing that curveball a little bit more often where he wants to, if the, the depth on his cutter that we saw yesterday continues He's going to settle down. I mean, it's only a matter of time just because of the track record that he has and the fact that we know his his pitching arsenal is is proven at this point. And, and when he has those two pitches working, he is effective. So we need to see more, but I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't think it's out of the question that a Fernando Rodney-esque thing could happen here where Melanson settles down the rest of the way and and maybe eventually we forget about how he started the year. Diamondbacks have Humberto Castellanos going in game one against the Dodgers, uh, Madison Bumgarner in game two, and Merrill Kelly in game three. No starters listed yet for the Dodgers at all, and the Diamondbacks are still TBD on their starter for uh, the the final game in the series on Sunday. The Diamondbacks' uh, pitching rotation, Jesse, is all over the place. That is one thing I've noticed. Like, going back a few series... I mean, the double header against the Dodgers really seemed to be the start of the cons- not, not consistency, but uh, having the 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 starting rotation kind of lined up the way you would think. They've they've been all over the place. They've pulled Madison Bumgarner and pushed him out a couple of starts. They've moved guys around. They kind of keep slipping Tyler Gilbert in at times. So yeah, well, when they we- have to, and they may they may have to again. It kind of depends on on Zach Davies and. Um, uh, yeah, you know, his, his, his injury. Situation. Yeah. Right. right. Um, by the way, I don't feel like we would be doing our job, Jesse, if we didn't at some point address the Zach Davies issue. So I'm just going to say there were a lot of awful things thrown Zach Davies way when he got yes. hit in the shin. <laughs> and if you're unfamiliar with the reason why it's because Zach Davies had some, uh, a very, I guess a case of poor character, potentially when it comes to his relationship with what will soon be his ex-wife and the way that they 
split up and what happened between them. It's a personal matter. I, I, I don't feel like it's something that a podcast like this should address, but I also don't feel like, uh, even if you think somebody was a complete asshat in the way they handled their relationship with another human being, I don't know if, if applauding them getting injured is still uh, yeah. the right move. Two wrongs don't make a right. Right. But, uh, again, you know, the character stuff is stuff athletes have to deal with. Right. And when you do things in your personal life that become public, that scrutiny is real. It's part of the reason it's, it's part of being a celebrity and being an athlete in the public eye. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not something that we're going to dwell on here, but, no. um, but it, yeah, I, if you see those comments floating around Twitter, that that's that's the reason that's why. why. So yeah. it's good to at least get that out there. To 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 sum it up, essentially, it sounds like Zach Davies ended his relationship with his with his wife via text message, um, and that's obviously not going to fly or be acceptable with a lot of people, right? So, sure. uh, but again, that's <clears throat> that's what happens. I mean, the the Diamondbacks in the past uh, honestly have had. Uh, some great guys on this team and uh, uh, but they've also suffered some character stuff at times. So, uh, but yeah, like you said, that's uh, not, not so much as a character thing, as much as it is a, you took a 110 mile per hour fastball off the shin and I'm hoping that he's uh, okay because that's, that hurts a lot. One time they put me in in little league Jesse for some inexplicable reason at shortstop. And within like three pitches, I had gotten hit in the shin just like that. And I thought my life was over. So I I, I know how badly uh, that can hurt. And that was Little League. That, I'm sure it wasn't 110 miles an hour off the bat in Little League. Um, but hey, we've talked about a lot of stuff, good and bad today. We thank you guys for joining us and sticking around. We appreciate you always being here. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, most importantly, go to DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're a new customer, sign up now at DraftKings Sportsbook. You can new customers right now can get down on the NBA uh, third round action. Um, bet against the Mavericks. I know that they um, they won, but you know, again, bet against them just because uh, new customers can bet on any team to win and you will get $5 betting $5 on any team to win. You will get $150 in free bets. If they do, if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big, big payday, you can do so at the DraftKings Sportsbook with same game parlays, whether you're a new customer or existing customer, you can create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win total threes made total rebounds, uh, all sorts of stuff. Do what Shane Diefenlock does and throw on uh, one of those uh, assists, uh, rebounds and points kind of deals into your parlay for one of the players. And the more legs you add, the more money you win right now. All customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25. If one leg doesn't hit, uh, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go do it now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 1-800. Next step. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Jesse, that's all I got. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here. Thank Jesse again for being here. Um, you can get us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. And that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, 
please subscribe to us if you haven't done so already and leave us a five-star review. Uh, and then go over to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel and subscribe there. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the content coming out from our PHNX squad. We got some amazing stuff. We go live all the time. You want to make sure that you don't miss it. Speaking of not missing anything, sign up for a membership over at gophnx.com. That way you don't miss any of the content we're putting out written, visual, uh, otherwise, um, anything, anything that we got going on. We got a great team over here and we hope you guys enjoy what we're doing. Again, we appreciate your time. We thank you so much for joining us on behalf of Jesse and myself. As always, we thank you for tuning in. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you beat the Dodgers.